Hello, everyone. Welcome to the KW Maps Podcast Growth Edition, where you learn one specific strategy a KW Maps client implemented to sell more homes. Today, you'll meet Lance Loken, a real estate professional in Houston, Texas, who joined KW Maps seven years ago. You'll learn why Lance invested in Maps Coaching, how he implemented the GPS model with his team, and how his business continued to grow year after year, despite the fact that he had no real estate background. In fact, in 2011, Lance sold just 49 units, and last year, he sold 1,683 units. If you like this podcast and want to subscribe, search KW Maps Podcast on iTunes. You can also go to kwmapspodcast.com. So let's get right into it and listen in on the interview with Lance Loken and Diana Kokoska. Hello, this is Diana Kokoska on behalf of Maps Coaching, and we have Lance Loken on the phone with us today. Lance, I got to tell you, you're one of the agents that many people admire, look up to because of your humility, because of how intelligent you are and the way that you run a business. You also really put in a lot of hard work. You're not afraid of it. So we welcome you. Thank you very much. It's my pleasure. Well, those are the words I like the best. That's for sure. So (laughs) tell us, Lance, when did you come to Keller Williams? So uh, a little background, I was a C-level executive back in the retail sector of corporate America for several years. And then in uh, 2010, there was about 400 of us that lost our opportunity to work. And I had job offers all over the United States. And my wife, Karina, kept saying, why don't you get into real estate? And I was like, there's no way I'm stooping to that level. And um, then one morning I woke up in the late fall of 2010 and took all the courses and said, okay, here we're going to go. And so January of 2011 is when we got started. Okay. Now you said some words there that I'm sure a lot of people picked up on. They said stoop to that level. At that point, you didn't think very highly of realtors. Tell us why. So it, it, it was a major struggle for me because I viewed real estate agents at the same level as used car salesmen, you know, that you see out on the street, they're very pushy. They, all they're in for is getting the deal done and not worrying about the person. And that was just really hard for me to deal with. So when I made the decision that I was going to do this with Karina, it was, we're going to run a business and we're going to make it so that at some point in time, you know, I didn't give a time frame, but at some point in time, real estate agents were going to be viewed as a professional. And that's been my goal since day one. So you found something that you didn't like and changed it into the way that you wanted it. Is that what I hear? Yes, ma'am. You've done that in your business a lot, Lance. You look at the <laughs> way they're being done and say, that isn't who I am. And you set out to change them. What are some of the steps you go through in changing things? So most people look at a mountain in front of them and they say, oh, that's too big of a mountain. So they turn around and, you know, move on to next. And, and my mentality is there's a mountain in front of me. I'm either going to walk around it, through it, over it, under it, but I'm going to get to the other side. And using that mentality with our team, they, they embrace it because they hear about a challenge and they're like, okay, well, that's a really awesome challenge. How are we going to accomplish it? And by collaborating with each other and getting buy-in from everybody, 
we accomplish it as a team or as an organization instead of me telling people what to do. We come up with the the solution as a, a complete unit. Well, it's interesting because I've seen you collaborate with all of your folks and really get buy-in. Now, you're in Houston, Texas, and you've had a few challenges this year for certain. <laughs> yeah, there was a little hurricane. <laughs> yeah, this little thing, right? Yeah, just about that. So, uh, and it's probably my greatest and proudest moment of the year for our team. Um, what happened was the end of August, we had 62 closings scheduled for that week. And the hurricane came and obviously the, all the title companies were closed and everything. So we were only able to close two of those 62 properties. And then the first couple of days we were going around and rescuing our own team members because several of them were at some stage of flooding out of their own homes. And then we got the call from Keller Williams saying, Hey, can you help us out? We are looking desperately for a warehouse. So um, we posted on social media and one of our listing agents, her baseball coach um, had access to a 25,000 square foot warehouse. So we got in touch with Mary Tennant and with Tom and, informed all of them of what was going on and it was just awesome and so for the next two weeks our team with keller williams international with mary and with tom and with the whole group of people we opened up this warehouse and keller williams brought all these tractor trailers and um, several agents were bringing tractor trailers in and what was so cool was especially our executive team we had about 25 to 30 people at the command center on a daily basis, helping wherever we could. But the executive team really took uh, a huge role in making sure that the systems and the processes were running as efficiently as possible and to the highest level as possible. And they, we had no closings whatsoever that were going on, nor did we worry about it. We weren't worried about what was going on around us. We were worried about what was happening with our clients, what was happening with our Keller Williams agents in the Houston metropolitan area and focused on doing the right thing for them. And then well, Labor Day came. Right there, because here's one okay. of the things I want to ask you. I want everyone on this podcast to truly understand what that means. You had 62 closings and 60 homes were wiped out. What's your average commission? Uh, just over six thousand dollars. So when you say six thousand sixty-two hundred, what is your average commission? Yeah, that's that's a you know couple hundred thousand dollars right there. Yeah, that's three thousand seven hundred three hundred seventy-two thousand dollars that you were out. I, I just right. want to hear the magnitude of this because at that point. So many people would have become a victim, a victim of, oh, my gosh, what are we going to do? Oh, my gosh, how am I going to pay wages? Oh, my word, what are we going to live on? And you didn't go to victim. You went to Victor and said, let's go help our people. And you rallied your troops. What specifically did you say to them to rally them to where they would stay there day after day? All I said to them was, hey, um, we're opening up this command center with Keller Williams and they need our help and we need to make sure that this is done at a high standard so we can take care of as many people as possible. Who's willing to help me? And everybody just came in droves and they didn't worry about 
you know, their own family life or anything, their own personal life. They were worried about taking care of people and getting them to safety and getting them supplies as quickly as possible. It was really, I mean, I was so incredibly proud of them. You know, and should be because you taught us, as Keller Williams always teaches, it's never the right time to do the wrong thing and never the wrong time to do the right thing. And you stepped up and did the right thing. And many people came to your aid. Many people came to Keller Williams' aid and they were there. I was able to come down over Labor Day weekend to see everybody. There were a lot of folks down there, weren't there? Oh, there was a lot of them. And I mean, especially people from MAPS coaching and people that specifically coach our team, they were there with open arms. What can we do to help? I mean, so many mega agents. I mean, Jeff Glover, Jeff Quentin and, and Abe Shreef and Joe Bogart was there. And, and just all these guys were, Ben Kenny came to our office and spent a couple of days there. Matt Fedick. I mean, the list goes on and on of all the people that were willing to come and help and, and just embrace the situation and take care of the people. Well, Mary Tennant went to the market centers at Austin and busloads came down to help. Team leaders uh, closed the doors and said, here we are. And then, of course, Mega Relief and John Davis leading us in that with all the buses heading from Austin to Houston because we had no place to stay in Houston, right? Right, right. Now, what happened, though? Because you used that bold law, come from contribution. How did that work for you? So what was so amazing, and it's cool to look back on it now, was, you know, we had all those closings that were scheduled at the end of August, and then we were completely shut down. Our office was completely shut down for two total weeks. And then when when we did start back up, we still had our clients. So we had to take care of another 62 of our own clients that were um, flooded out. And then we get to the end of the month and, you know, we were busy with everything, but we get to the end of the month and right in front of us, we go and look at our numbers and we had 205 closings for a total of $53 million. It was a record breaking month that we've never had before. You know, I've heard it say success is not built on success. It's built on failure. It's built on frustration. And sometimes it's actually built on a catastrophe. And that's what you did. You build it upon a catastrophe. Now, you had to have certain values and systems put into place to do that. And many of the listeners will go through that sometime in their life, whether it be a hurricane, uh, a flood, or just the fact of something health-wise that their family's going through. What advice do you have for them? Well, the, the biggest advice I could say is learn from your failures that you'd had in the past. And I mean, I'm the king of failures. So uh, I've learned a lot through all of my failures. But the one thing that was consistent with us was we had our MAPS coaches behind us and we were getting the support from everybody. And by focusing on being solution-based and by focusing on the right thing, it enabled everything else to fall into place. Our inside sales agents, we have a call center for about 14 inside sales agents. They weren't on the phones calling for business. You know, hey, I know your house flooded, but do you know anybody that's looking to buy or sell a home? No, they were calling and saying, hey, what can we do to help you? What's the, what level of damage have you occurred? Where can we be of service to you? 
And that type of mentality and focus really led to awesome results. You know, it's interesting. I say working hard for something we don't care about is called stress. And working hard for something that we love is called passion. And I can definitely tell that you love people. How important is that in selling real estate? It, it, it's the end-all be-all, I think. And by focusing on being solution-based and what does our clients want from us at the end of the day, and our 2018 goal is focused on client experience and really making a big impact. I think it's, it's the right thing to do. And from a professional standpoint, look at Walt Disney and what they've created. I mean, it, it's an experience and that's exactly what we want to accomplish. So it's the, it's the most important piece of the business. Well, I know that your coaches helped keep you focused during that time, and you absolutely did more business. Now, let's get down to the real estate business, okay? So tell me more okay. about your real estate business. What is it like? What does it run like? Well, back in 2011, when we started, um, we didn't know anything about real estate, so um, Karina loves to be on the phone and I like to close a transaction or, or make a deal happen. So Karina agreed to be on the phones and lead generate all day. And then I would go out on every single appointment and we've found out that we were fighting on a daily basis, <laughs> you know, those first several months. So we went and got a maps coach in July of 2011. So Seven months into the business, we had a MAPS coach. And, oh, by the way, we started out by being $250,000 in debt. So spending $1,000 a month on MAPS coaching and not, not seeing immediate results, you know, would be devastating for anybody. And we looked at it from the perspective of we have to have a, a MAPS coach because we don't know this business and we need guidance and Basically, our first MAPS coach was our marriage counselor for several months because we were fighting every single day. But the biggest thing that helped us that first year was um, we were told about a book uh, by Tom Rath called Strengths Finder 2.0. And the result of doing that assessment put us back into our wheelhouses. Um, Karina's great at certain things and I'm good at certain things. And we got to focus on doing those things. And that just really blew up our business from that point on. So that was one of the biggest impacts right away that first year. So you just hit on one of the cornerstones of MAPS coaching, Lance. And that is that we coach the person, the whole person, his personal life and their business life. Well, you went through this marriage counselor and then you went on to business coaching. And you wanted a strong coach. Talk to us about that. So, yeah, the, the struggle I was having or the challenges I was having was I'm always thinking from a business standpoint and I needed the person that could, you know, mastermind with me and not necessarily hold me accountable to certain things because I tend to hold myself pretty accountable. I need somebody to mastermind. And fortunately, we were able to find an amazing coach that was able to accomplish that. And now... Subsequent to that, we now have seven of our executive team that are all getting coached in MAPS Mastery. And the numbers speak for themselves as to the effect of what that has done. The influence of that has been on our business. Well, they say that what, what you can do with a coach in 12 months is amazing. 
And I've watched your numbers, Lance. I've watched your volume. Let's go into some of those numbers from 2011 to 2017. What's happened? So we did 8.5 million the first year, and then we did 24.3 the second year, 83.6 the third year, 137.8 the fourth, 218.6 the in 2015. 2016, we did 302 million. And then this year, we just finished up at 425 million and closed 1,683 transactions. 1,683 units closed by the Loken Group. And let me ask you, though, your first year, 2011, how many deals did you do for that 8 million? 49. So from in seven years, you've gone from 49 to 683. And you have seven of your people besides yourself in coaching. So I got to ask you, does coaching work? (laughs) Well, the numbers are, the proof is in the pudding, as they say, right? It has been a huge influence. And what's really awesome about the MAPS coaching is what we get from our MAPS coaches, then we go and teach our individual departments and they go and implement what they've learned as well. So it's a trickle down effect. You know, what people hear from the top as long as it's consistent, you learn, you know, from the master. Wow. You know, I bet a lot of people are figuring that out from 49 deals to 1,683. That's quite an increase. You had to change your mindset as well as your skill set. What did you do to change your mindset? Well, the really cool thing that happened that first week when we got into business, um, we sat down and wrote our mission, vision, and value statements. And the first year we were, our goal was to do 8 million. And then the second year was 20 million. And then it was 60 and then it was a hundred and it was 150, 200. This year, if we would be basing everything off of that first week that we sat down, we're supposed to do 250 million this year. So, you know, changing our mindset, we had to think a lot bigger, you know, because we didn't think big enough back then. (laughs) So it's been really cool. Yeah, every single person. Everybody to go to bowl. In fact, when you stop, go ahead. No, I was going to say, so everybody's required to go to bold in their first 100 days specifically because we don't hire real estate agents and they need to learn the, the business side of it. And bold has had a major impact and, and I mean, it's a requirement and we have several people that have gone multiple times. Well, they've gone to bold. You've got them in coaching. You follow maps a lot. It's increased. You've increased your business 34 times. Well, and, and you can use the analogy of a football team. They each have 10 to 12 coaches. So, you know, and look at the level that they're performing at. They didn't start out that way, but they certainly got a lot better after coaching and training. So it's the same mentality. Yeah, coaching's the universal language of change and learning. There's no doubt about it. And do your people use the bold script? Every single day, you can see them all hanging on the walls. We use our bold scripts. We we have them plastered all along the walls. Well, you also have learned some things about closing. Because when I saw your team, they 
we're asking for the order, yet were they really asking for the order? Talk to us about that. Sure. So uh, two years ago, we were struggling with our conversion rates. So from listing appointment to agreement sign was right around 45%. And so we had the huge pleasure of having you come and mastermind with our entire team for a day. And um, what the effect of that was, we went from 45% to the end of this year, we're over 59%. So a 14% increase in one year by closing transactions during the appointment six and seven and eight times. The mentality is don't leave the appointment until you got that agreement signed or something signed by the seller that states that they're going to work with you. And that was a gigantic impact on the business. It does make a difference, doesn't it? And Lance, I just want you to go back in time though to 2011. Where do you think the trajectory of your business and your personal life would be without a coach, without a MAPS coach? Well, we would probably most definitely be divorced. <laughs> um, secondly, um, I think that we would still be performing, but we would not be performing at the level that we wanted to perform at. And using the coaching and the influence of experts to influence our people You know, we don't hire people from the real estate world. We hire them from corporate America. So they don't have, you know, that real estate mindset. And I think that's had a huge impact on the business. And it also helps from the coaching standpoint. The MAPS coaches can come in and say, you need to do this. And they go, okay. You know, just like when you talk about doing a bold 100, when you tell a real estate agent to do a bold 100, they go and find every way and not how to make it happen. You tell somebody that's new and fresh and you tell them to do a bold hundred and they go, okay, let's do it. You know, one of the things, Lance, is I'm watching and listening to you. You don't hire realtors, you hire business people and you bring them in as as business people and you never stop raising the bar. I've watched you. So what is your personal statement that you live each and every day and project onto your team? My reason for getting up every single morning is to build an organization large enough to encompass all of their dreams and their aspirations. So I focus on what they want to achieve and I do everything in my power to help them achieve their goals because at the end of the day, if they get what they want, everybody wins and it automatically makes them more successful as well because they know we're investing in them to achieve more. Well, and I know Zig Ziglar, one of my mentors way back, said that you'll get what you want when you help everyone else get what they want. You're actually talking leadership here, Lance. How much do you study leadership? On a daily basis. The first hour that I'm in the office every morning, I'm reading a book regarding leadership. And um, we just got an awesome book, you know, from MAPS, from John Maxwell, Developing the Leader Within You 2.0. And I'm in the process of reading that. And and then I got another book by Jay Papazan, or he knows an author, Ryan Holiday, and we're going to have him come and speak. But, I mean, it's all about leadership. And one of the coolest things I heard earlier this year, you know, during the hurricane, they were talking about the impact of, you know, people from our team. And somebody said, you're not growing an organization of real estate agents, you're growing an organization of leaders. And I am eternally grateful that somebody else saw that because that's our goal. 
we want to have leaders around this entire organization. Well, and you're developing leaders within, and that's so important. You can't develop the people to be leaders if you're not studying leadership yourself. Lance, you give them coaches, you give them both. You actually put them on a bus and brought them to Austin during mega relief. While we were coming to Houston that evening, you came to Austin to attend Roar. Why did you do that? Um, at the end of the day, it was the right thing to do, and I felt like the team needed to hear what Roar represented and to hear from different perspectives because those were some great leaders that were speaking, uh, you know, from above, and you know they were worn out as well, and we needed to pick them up, and Roar accomplished that in a big way. It did, and you got to hear for those who are listening in, Roar reach out, achieve results. We had people there that had gone through 9-11 that had helped people through that catastrophe. What specifically did you learn that you took back to Houston to work with your folks on? The, the process of staying focused on what was the right thing to do and then not worrying about what everybody else was thinking or saying. You just focused on taking care of people and taking care of what their needs were. So many of us do things that we think is the right thing to do instead of listening to what our clients are telling us is the right thing to do. And if we would just listen to understand instead of listening to talk, we would make a lot bigger headway. Well, you're talking about a culture. You're talking about leadership. I want to go a little bit into selling. We talked about scripts. Do you call for sell by owners? Yes, absolutely. And expired? Absolutely. In fact, tomorrow's January, or I mean, Monday's January 1st. Our entire ISA call center will be here from 7 in the morning until 5 p.m. calling everybody on our data bank and all the for sale by owners and expireds that expired on December 31st. Isn't that interesting? Because we know that's a great day to actually do a lot of business. Yet a lot of agents say, are you kidding? I'm not going to bother people. Do you ever get screened at? Oh, no. Um, we get people that go, I can't believe you're calling us today. Yeah, we're really frustrated with what's not happened so far. We didn't get our home sold. And I mean, once in a great while, somebody might yell at us, but we just fluctuate. You know, we fluctuated with the times. We're not going to start actually on the phones until about 830. Um, because we were calling too early in the past, but you just work around the situation and it's great if nobody else wants to call because that just gives us more opportunity to earn business. Okay, so I've got to <laughs> ask you, what can you do today that you were not capable of doing 12 months ago because of MAPS coaching? So my biggest struggle is I'm a workaholic and I have the mentality that I'm going to do whatever it takes to get stuff done. And by having that mentality, I do, I definitely struggle with work-life balance. And what has had a huge impact on our business is we have now focused on getting everybody on our organization to have a work-life balance. And that's coaching has had a huge impact on that. And it's changed our entire mindset on how can we help you still achieve what you want to achieve and have a work-life balance. And um, we have people that are happier today than they were. 
We have people that are getting that work-life balance. I don't know that you're ever going to get a true work-life balance, but it's much more achievable now than it was 12 months ago. And it's been awesome to watch. Yeah. And, you know, Gary Keller talks to us all the time about there is no balance. You, you just counterbalance. And we've learned a lot from the executives of Keller Williams and John Davis with the growth initiative and the career growth initiative. What are some of the great things that you've learned from him? Oh, I mean, the things I've learned from John Davis and Gary Keller are immeasurable. I'm, I'm eternally indebted to them. The, you know, just by, having the mentality of it doesn't matter what today brings it matters what the future brings and thinking six months in advance thinking 12 months in advance instead of focusing on today um, we have even changed our mindset of instead of focusing on the numbers we're focusing on doing the activities because if we do the activities at a high level the results will show up and our um, gps and our, our 135 has been focused for the last two years on specifically that focusing on the activities that are going to have massive results. And Gary, just the way that he talks and the intelligence factor and both John and Gary are leaders, you know, just like you and Tony and Joe, Joe, you know, that it it's leaders. And it, they always say, if you surround yourself by the top five people, that's who you're going to represent. And, I'll I'll be happy to do that all day long. Well, and it's so fun, Lance, because we learn from each other and everyone makes everyone better when you are around top people. Now, you made some comments there about the activities. Do you sit down with your people and actually find out what they want and what activities they're going to need to do to get what they want? Absolutely. So every year we do vision boards and um, Karina, uh, for the past two years has been doing not only, not only conducting the vision board with everybody on the team, but now we've taken the, the Loken group kids or the entire organization. We bring in their kids from five years to 18 and they do their vision boards. And the impact that that has had has been, uh, uh incredible because you see what these kids' dreams and aspirations are, and then you look at yourself and you go, man, I'm not thinking very big when you listen to them, am I? And it's really forced them to think bigger as well because they don't want to let their kids down. So that's been awesome. And everybody uh, in our organization has their vision boards um, posted up in front of them at their offices. Um, and then we do a planning advance every September because as you know, you know, the new year begins on October 1st because whatever activities you do October 1st are going to equate into closings in January and February. So we do our planning advance in September. And when we create our 135 or our GPS, all we have to start with is our goal. And then as a team or as an organization, we come up with our priorities and strategies in order to achieve that goal. And we, this year, we spent almost seven hours in coming up with our GPS and it was because of the team and nothing to do with, you know, Karina or myself. It was the team that came up with that goal. Well, what I like that you said is that you really bring the kids involved and now it's an entire family affair. And I know that you do that in bold as well and talking with some of your team members that you take the bold laws and teach the kids. 
What do you do specifically to help them think bigger? Well, they don't have the the uh, blind spots in front of them right now, and it's really cool. You, you tell them to think bigger, and you know, like my eleven year old, she she's wanting to accomplish things that I never even thought were imaginable, and the thirteen year old uh, of our family, she's already gone to Europe twice. And I've never even been to Europe, you know? So, you know, when you look at those types of things and when you listen to them thinking bigger, it just makes you think bigger. Um, the, the other key part is, you know, they, they focus on doing those activities that are going to earn the results. Our 11 year old rides horses, um, and barrel races. And you have to do a lot of activities in order for your horse to achieve the results that they want. And they're learning at that age that you got to focus on doing the activities, not focus on running fast every time. You've got to do the exercises or the, you got to follow the process in order to achieve the end result. So agents know what to do. I mean, they know they have to lead generate. Why do they need a coach in order to succeed at a high level? Because we give up so easily. <laughs> you know, it's, it's easy to give up. It's easy to do the easy things. It's really hard to do the things that are difficult, the things that nobody wants to do. And the coach comes in and they hold you accountable to doing those activities so that you'll achieve those results. And a lot of people don't see the end in mind. You know, they don't look at the stuff with the end in mind. They look at what's happening right this second. And coaches come in and they say, okay, if you do this, then you're going to accomplish this. And then you're going to accomplish this. And then these results will happen. Are you okay with those results? Well, a hundred percent I am. Okay. Well then you got to break it down. And what I love is when the maps coaches break it down to a level when the agent or the person says, Oh, I can do that because at that moment, then you've got them. You know, it's interesting being over the coaches Literally, we help you assess the situation, draw a conclusion, create a plan, and establish a set of objectives, strategies, and tactics. And I know that's what your coaches have helped you do, breaking everything down to the simplistic form of by doing this every day, you will achieve what it is you choose to achieve. And I know you've achieved a lot. So what are your parting words to all of our listeners out here? Um, focus on doing one thing each year and mastering that and get it, absolutely getting a MAPS coach and providing them with what your mission, vision, and values are for your organization and then have them and ask them to help you achieve that goal because so many of us look at shiny objects and they go, oh, I want to go do that and I want to go do that. They try it out for two or three months and they don't see the results and then they go move on to next. A MAPS coach is going to keep you focused on achieving the results by doing the activities necessary. And if you stick to it, the results will come. Well, those are, that's great advice, Lance. Let me tell you, you have used MAPS coaching. You've had a coach from day one, well, six months in. You've used group coaching. You've attended Bold and continue to do so. You attend the things that MAPS provides, even coaching skills camp. And you've sent yes, many to that. Yes, both to coaching skills camp and advanced coaching skills camp. It's been awesome. Why would you send them to coaching skills camp and advanced coaching skills camp when you hire a coach for them? 
because you can always learn from leaders. And at the end of the day, that's what you need to focus on. And you get to have different perspectives. If you listen to one person all day long, you're going to get one person's perspective. If you listen to a group of people, you're going to get different perspectives and then you can decide which direction is the best way to do it. But by surrounding yourself with leaders that, that are focused on helping you grow, you're going to grow that much faster and that much bigger. So I've got to ask you, you have mentors in your life. How important is having mentors and coaches? Today, I couldn't live without them. They inspire me. They motivate me. They push me. And um, I just love masterminding with them. And um, I'm not a people person. So it has been really awesome to grow into this business from that mindset because I used to be such a loner. And now, you know, I couldn't do without, you know, the top five or six people that I, you know, hold dear in my heart and, and in my life. Well, Lance, I know many, many people look up to you, and we definitely appreciate you so much today. You've given us insight. You've challenged us to think bigger. You've given us hope in the fact that, hey, coming into this business without any real estate background and actually thinking poorly of realtors into becoming one of the best realtors in the country. So thank you for your time. Thank your team for all that they do, and thank you for helping in the hurricane. It's an honor and privilege. Thank you so much. So there you have it. Lance, thank you so much for being on our podcast and for taking time out of your busy day to educate our listeners about your experience and the specific strategies that will help any KW agent sell more homes. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast and want to subscribe, search KW Maps Podcast on iTunes. You can also go to kwmapspodcast.com. As always, success is simple, not easy. And with that, we'll catch you next time on the KW Maps Podcast, Growth Edition. Take care.